Hey there, you're listening to the Women's Room Podcast. Today's episode talks about what it's like to be a freshman in college, dating life, hookup culture, religious exploration, aggressive teachers, phobias, existentialism, death, and mentions sexual harassment. They also use profane language, so be mindful if kids are around. With that out of the way, let's get to it. This is going to be an interesting podcast. Chris <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Just> huddled up. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, I guess we can start recording. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I guess this is official. Um, huh. <laughs> All right. You want to start it off? Sure. Cool. All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Women's Room Podcast. My name is Yehira. I'm Willow. And we have a guest today. We have a guest today. This is Mick Greenwood. Hello, guys. My name is Mick. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm pumped to be here. Hell yeah. Yes. By the way, I use they, them, there. I use she, her. Sick. And and yeah, so welcome to the Women's Room Podcast. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is kind of the official first episode, mm-hmm. and we are way too excited. We're very excited for this. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, okay, so so Mick, yeah, uh, tell us about like college. Yeah, <clears throat> college, man. Okay, um, so so what do you do? What do you major in? See, this uh-huh. is all like the the, the basic like right. interests. Yeah. Like, who are you? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, so I, I mean, you know, we're going here to OSU. I'm studying geography right now. Um, yeah, it, it was a bit of like a shot in the dark. I kind of just did it because I had to put something down, um, and it's going great right now. I mean, I have some shit planned up for the summer, so, you know, like an internship. So, I mean, that stuff is going pretty well. Um, And I mean, I guess outside of academics, um, I'm definitely settling in a little bit more. Um, I'm finding my my crowd, definitely, you know, finding some more permanent friends. And it's, you know, stuff is going really well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh That is so So, cool. What made you choose your major? I know that it was Mm. kind of a weird shot in the dark, but like... What made you choose the major? Well, it, it boils down to like I, I wanted to travel in geography. Um, I mean, like that's kind of like the name of the game. You know, you're studying different regions. Sometimes, you know, you're studying like the climates and like, you know, more physical aspects. Um, sometimes you're studying the people and the cultures. And I found myself much more drawn to the former, you know, just throw myself in somewhere where I'm not really comfortable because, you know, I'm young, you know, like all I want to do is just gain experiences um, from different places, different people. And I thought that was a great way to, you know, do it. Awesome. That so, is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Seems all right. Like you had a question. Yeah, I do have a question. Oh so with uh, like your major, is there anything that like that's drawing to you in like the professional like field of your work that you want to go into that like is drawing you into it? Right. Yeah. Um, it's it's tough because when I when I picked geography I was not thinking long term. Yeah. Like I was kind of like okay I, I want to travel these classes look cool mm-hmm. like we'll we'll do this. Um, but now that I'm actually in it and like you know seeing like where I could go, um, like just firsthand impressions. I mean, like I, I would love to work for like you know the Forest Service or something like that. Like I think like being out in nature or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'd be a great career path. You know whether that's in management. Um, you know, like managing a national park or something like that. Um, Just kind of, yeah, I mean, I guess that's really what I'm going off of right now. That's cool. I mean, it seems like you've got it, like you have a good idea set 
in mind for your professional career. Right, right. I, I know what I like. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I think that's enough to, you know, kind of put me there. You also have like another four years until you even oh, graduate yeah. to figure this out. Not four years, dude? Four, well... Gosh. Three. <laughs> three ish. Uh, yeah, yeah. three ish, yeah. So you're you're a freshman, right? Yes, yeah. I'm a freshman. I got some um like I got a lot of college credits in high school, so I am like maybe a sophomore standing. Hey, me too. Yeah. <laughs> How would you say your like first real like college experiences have been and like uh-huh. now that you've like you you said that you've you've integrated pretty well. Yeah. Right. We're what, a term and a half in now? Over a term and a half? Yeah. Uh-huh. What's what's college like for you? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, so I guess college so far for me, um, I mean, it's it's really been like about just kind of like starting fresh and meeting new people. Um, I think that's like something that I value a lot because I grew up in a very small town, like very small town. My first like town that like I grew up in was like 200 people. And mm-hmm. then I moved to another town with like 2000. My graduating class was like 40 people. Oh, um, so very small small town mindset. And so, I mean, being in college, it's really just kind of like expanded shit for me. Mm. Um, just like, you know, meeting like one, one of the guys in my fraternity, I'm in a fraternity, by the way, like his his dad makes suits. And I, that's such like a random example. His dad makes, I, I just think that's so cool. Like that is just so like, that is really cool. Damn, yeah. now I know somebody whose dad makes suits. Like, wow. Like, so yeah, meeting the people, I think that's been like, you know, the biggest thing for me. And of course, like, you know, college is when we start to figure our shit out, like find out what we want to do professionally. Um, and so, you know, I mean, I'm kind of just having faith that that will come along um, kind of further into my college career. But really right now, I'm, I'm just soaking up, you know, all the, all the social aspects of it. Freshman experience, oh, new yes. start, Freshman it's great. activities. It's so different. Oh, big time. Yeah. It really is. It's huge. I I, uh, I used to live in a very similar area, right? Mm-hmm. And so I totally felt that, like, close-knit, like, super tiny, tiny. Yes. Everybody knows everyone. Yes. And it's like, you know the name of every single graduate. And it's hysterical because <laughs> then you come here, and I don't even know all of the people in, like, my floor oh dude yeah there's like that kind of row of doors that just like i feel like they never socialize yeah it's just like damn there could be like some random ass person there i would not know them so so we asked like what is your college experience about Uh uh-huh yeah but i think i think ultimately i guess uh what we're trying to get at is more like what are you trying to take out of college what are you really getting from it now yeah like what are you trying to like experience like even like not even just like this first year, but like throughout like your entire like college career and uh-huh. your college experience. Like, what is something you are trying to get out of it, other than obviously like a career in right. the profession? Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, most cliche answer, but like I, I really do want to make lifelong friends. Yeah. Um. I think, you know, being being you know a fish typically in a small pond, you know, being in small towns and stuff, it's been kind of hard to like really find a group that I, um. Like just can be super down with yeah um but now that you know i'm at college it's like i pick my friends i'm not stuck with them you yeah know? like i i pick the people that i like it's not just because they're in my class why i hang out with them mm-hmm. and so i think that's been like something that's so valuable to me right now um and that's definitely something i want to keep kind of expanding on like i i really do just want to like 
you know, create deep interpersonal connections um, and be able to take that like with me throughout life. Even those friendship making skills that I pick up, mm-hmm. if it's not the specific people. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's really what I want out of college. Not speaking career wise. I think that's a good quality. I mean, having like that ability, like in college, coming from a small town, because I've also come from a small town, just like having that ability to like choose your friends and like being able to meet people from like all different areas of life and just seeing like the the vast like difference from your small town, like home friends versus your college friends. It's a big difference and it's odd, but it's really cool having that experience and having that choice to like pick who you are and who you are around. And so... Totally. Yeah. I mean, that that's definitely been the biggest change for me. Um, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Do you think that there's been any sort of like, I don't know, self-discoveries that you've noticed? Ooh. Ooh. That's, that's real. Okay. There has been. There yeah. has been. There's been new feelings that have reared their ugly heads. Oh. Um, but do tell. <laughs> it's, it's tough. I mean, no, it's, it's just a lot of new feelings. Like there's discovery mm. happening. There's, you know, there's some sadness sprinkled in there, some loneliness. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you, you strike gold every once in a while, find some new people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I guess feelings are a hard thing to, like, speak about. Because, like, really, like, it's it's hard to put a feeling into words. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, there's been a lot of them. That's all I can say. I mean, there's been a lot of them. It's (laughs) very true. I feel like one thing about like your first year of college is a lot of like self-discovery and it's a lot of like new experiences and like a lot of new feelings, especially because you're around like strangers, basically. And it's just like meeting them and going through all this, like making new friends. It's definitely a new experience and like having all these things. It it really is. I mean, yeah. And and it's that's that's what I'm into. Yeah, I I really just want to meet new people. Um, you know, discover new things, find new passions. Mm -hmm. And it feels like I'm kind of in that stage where, you know, like I'm in the process of doing that. So much is happening right now. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, with this topic of like feelings and all these like new feelings, Mm -hmm. have you experienced like burnout at all since coming to college? Like, how has that been for you? Okay. So college has pushed me to my limit. Yeah. Like to my limit in high school. Like the thing is like, in my high school, you know all of your teachers. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, like, you know, I'm not feeling like doing work today. Like, can I sit out of this class? They're like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. 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 Yeah, I, I definitely had those teachers who were like, oh, yeah, you're fine. You can have a three-month-old paper. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Turn it in now. Yeah, that's <laughs> chill. College does not wait for your lazy ass. No, not at all. <laughs> College does not wait. And so that, that's that been huge. I mean, like, I, I can definitely speak on burnout. Um, there has been, like, you know, like, a lot of instances where there's just, like, nothing that really comes to my mind. Like, there's no, like, motivation, like, when I wake up or something like that. Um, and, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean... I guess people people always say like you want to um, be good at managing your time, mm-hmm. um, but I guess for me the biggest problem has been like being effective with your time. Mm-hmm. Like if you s- set aside a two hour block to study, making sure you're studying like during that two hours, like that's probably been the hardest part. Like kind of getting into that mode where you're really in, yeah, and just being able to tap into that. 
Yeah, I, I actually feel exactly the same. No, me too. Yeah, because I've been finding that, especially lately, and, and maybe I personally struggle with, like, you know, seasonal depression. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, like, it makes it so that, like, it's weird. Like, the beginning of the, ter- like, last term, I was amazing. Mm-hmm. I was flying through everything. This term, I have no dedication, mm. no reason to do any of my work. And I've been really working hard at trying to get better. But I found out that being lazy is also pretty chill, so. Yeah, no, I felt the same way because I changed my major from fall to winter term. And so, like, having that really big jump just was, like, insane. Because fall term, I was a liberal arts major. And winter term, I changed to STEM majors. Mm. And so, like, having that big difference, I definitely am experiencing, like, so much burnout. Yeah, it's, like, as different as you can get. Can I ask, like, what specific majors you uh, switched from and went to? Yeah, so fall term, I was a digital communication arts major. Mm, okay. And I, I really like the major. I think it's really cool, but it's not something that would pique my interest for the rest of my life. And I didn't want to work in social media in, like, that area of, like, a, a profession More for the rest of my life. So, and I needed more academic stimulation because I wasn't getting what I wanted academically out of it. So I switched to bioengineering. Mm, It's a complete 180 and it's insane, (laughs) but I, I have like so much fun with bioengineering and I think it's really cool and I think I can do a lot with it and I'm excited to like be able to do a lot with it. That's yeah. Okay. That's really cool. I I don't think, what what was the first major you switched from? Digital communication arts. Digital communication arts. And that was my major too. Yeah. Oh really? Okay. That's how we met. That's how, that's how this whole thing started was was that we wanted to do, we wanted to do this sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, we have, we have careers in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, we also have like, I don't know, burnout and social life and how feelings, uh, yeah, all of that feelings. And I think, especially in college, I think one of the hardest feelings to try to navigate is trying to navigate dating life and maybe not dating life, maybe long game life. I feel like that's a little bit different than dating life. The game of life in general. (laughs) Um, This overall game of, I guess, love. And I'm kind of curious about how you're navigating it and what your sort of what you've learned or maybe your approach or right. maybe yeah whatever yeah okay yeah so i'm i'm split right now uh-huh. i'm i'm oh, split man. so oh. it's okay it, let me let me put you in a situation real quick all right you're at a party yes all right there there's people kind of like you know pumping their fists a little awkwardly you know mm-hmm. it's kind of the it's getting to that point in the night the party's dying down a little bit yeah you see this girl you're like, wow, okay, she's like, she's extroverted. I like this. She is feeling herself. She's beautiful. I want to approach this this woman. Thank you. <laughs> I, I got you, Willow. I got you. This, this story is about Willow. <laughs> this is how they met in Federal. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm actually your third wheeling. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, the way it's the setup. <laughs> well, you, you know. Oh, sheesh. <laughs> and so my, th- this conundrum, it's like I feel this pressure to speak to somebody. Um, and it may not necessarily be a natural feeling. Like I may not be feeling natural to go up and do that. Um, but should I still do it? And that's kind of like what I asked myself. So I'm like, am I trying to expand past my, past my point to where I'm not being myself anymore and kind of playing another role? 
Um, or should I just kind of accept that, um, like, you know, maybe I, I don't necessarily find romantic interest within that short of a time frame. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's tough. Okay. So, so you're kind of trying to figure out whether or not you're actually someone who would walk up to someone and be like, yo, what's up? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or I mean, I guess... Is that it or building upon that, um, maybe even just like forming a romantic relationship within um, like the course of that night or like a day or a week or some short time frame like that. I think that's really difficult for me, too. Uh Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least I think morally I have a hard time with it, too. Mm, Maybe that's it. But I don't know. I feel like for me, I want to know that person because I want to know their red flags before I start falling in love. Uh And I mean, maybe not red flags necessarily, but I want to know if I click. Just getting to know them and like figuring out how you guys like work with each other. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing because I feel like relationships should like come organically and they should happen organically. Mm -hmm. And that comes with time. Yeah, that's that's very true. And I mean, there are some people that can pull it off, you know, yes. you know, and within a short time frame, you know, some like casual hookups or something like that. You know, I think I'm starting to realize that like I got a different flow, you know. Yeah. So you said you uh, like you felt like pressure, like in these right. types of situations. Is there anything like is there like an external like factor that's putting that pressure on you to like try to do relationships in such a short time or like even like relationships in general? Well, yeah, I, th- I think there is. Um, I mean, just kind of like, you know, I, I see all of these, you know, um, you know, may- maybe it's just like other guys in my frat. Mm-hmm. Like if I if I see somebody that's like absolutely hitting it off, then I'm like, OK, I want I want some of that. Let me try my hand at this. Yeah. Um, you know, and that that can be one pressure. Another pressure can just be like, oh, like, you know, I'm in college. We have a lot of expectations for college. Mm-hmm. I want to find, you know somebody that I can experience this all with. Yeah. Um, so there is definitely like kind of a drive for me to, um, I don't know, just like kind of get out, get out in the market a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, I mean, yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about that. Yeah, I totally get that. I think there really is that sort of, you see other people kind of going yeah. out there and mm-hmm. wanting to participate in it and, right. and seeing that maybe even if it works. But I think also there's also this, this weird not weird, but hookup culture is huge. Hookup culture mm. is very huge. I think and it's dangerous. Oh, it's very dangerous, yeah. and it's very prevalent in college. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, what makes it dangerous? Because we don't want to judge people for what they that's do. That's true. So so what makes it dangerous in your perception? I think that's okay. a pretty cool question. Right. So I guess when I, when I say that it's dangerous, not necessarily like specifically talking about like you know, different diseases you can get or like HIV. That That's not what I mean by dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sorry, I, I wasn't even Okay, okay. That. I mean, it, that that is a risk. Yeah. Statistically speaking, that is a risk. You're right. I mean, I, I was thinking more of it's dangerous to compare yourself to, um, you know, being that person that can casually hook up and then like putting that expectation on yourself and then, you know, maybe not not being, you know, so down when it doesn't turn out. Wow. We have two different areas on that because my whole like the yeah. way the reason I think it's dangerous is because I'm someone who gets emotionally attached. Mm. 
And so it's like having like hookup culture be such like a prevalent thing. And it's something that like I don't like ever want to be a part of. And it's just like having that all around me. I'm like, I don't know how these people do that, because if I ever did that, it would just end so badly for me. Yes, I get that. Yeah. Well, so, OK, so for me, I've actually I haven't. Well, um, OK, so I haven't really hooked up, but yeah. I guess I've hooked up mm-hmm. because <laughs> Um, oh boy, my parents are going to listen to this. <laughs> um, Shut your ears. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, and something that I, I've learned from it is that it's, it gets so incredibly emotionally confusing mm-hmm. really fast. Mm-hmm. And oh, definitely. It sets your brain in this mode where you're like, wait a minute, if I'm starting feeling feelings... What do I what do I do with this? And there's this expectation of it's you're just friends. Yeah. And maybe they're even going out dating. Who knows? So <laughs> Yeah, you never know because you never know if it's just like one sided or if this is mutual and then you're just driving yourself crazy as to how the other person feels. Right. Yeah, that that's that's very true. I think it it can also differ between genders even. That's true. Like I think like a lot of guys can tend to see it as like Oh, like I'm, I'm, I'm hooking up. It's just like taking a piss. I'm, I'm just taking a piss. That's mm-hmm. all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then, like you know, I'm, obviously there's you know differences. Like there, this isn't like an umbrella expression I'm using. But like then there's like you know girls that may get like a little bit more attached. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know if that's like a chemistry thing or if that's just like a stigma. But I guess that's just kind of like what I've seen like in media and. You know, just kind of life and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. I think that's specifically definitely the media mm. and yeah. how it approaches it. Because I definitely know a couple of girls who will throw around anytime they yeah. care that's, and yeah, that's not a give point. a shit about it. I feel like the difference like between genders and stuff, men seem to be very like less cryptic about it all. Whereas like right. women seem to like find like interweaves to like get around it all and like explain it. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I kind of get that. Um, it's, it's interesting. I mean, there's no, like, I, I don't know if there's science behind it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is just like something that like we're kind of being taught to perceive. Um, I definitely think we are Okay. in, in ways because of how like prevalent, like those two like standards for men and women are mm-hmm. even in like movies and like media and stuff. I feel like that's always like being thrown at like men are like all for this hookup culture and women are the ones who get emotionally attached right right yeah and that that can definitely be dangerous Mm -hmm. like drawing a standard like that um so that's definitely like an expectation that could you know fuck fuck you up if you're not careful yeah yeah okay so um do you have a question uh, no, I have not thought of a question. Oh boy, Willow, you're totally <laughs> going to cut this one. Um, <laughs> oh okay, very good transition here. Um, good job. You probably did the so um and then went back over. Can I clap? Uh, <laughs> you want to? I mean, if you want. <laughs> oh, better. Yeah. Oh, oh that was a nice clap. <laughs> yeah, in PE in middle school. Oh, see, this is something that I won't probably involve at all but yeah. <laughs> maybe that's where i'm going to go. oh i just hit maybe this mind. is where the conversation uh, goes maybe P. this is where middle school. <laughs> yeah so okay pe in middle school get this i got this guy called buck right buck buck B- or bug buck bug okay. <laughs> <laughs> like a deer like nah. buck no 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 buck 
Like yeah, yeah. Deer. Okay. Sorry, my bad. B-U-C-K. Yes. <laughs> like the like the deer. Okay. Um so okay, so we we got Buck. Mm-hmm. Buck the PE teacher. So uh oh. this guy is really interesting. Mm-hmm. He um he walks around and he rolls his left so he wears he wears PJs every day. Mm-hmm. Now this was weird at the time. This was 2015, right? Mm-hmm. Mind you, yeah, 2015. So, you know, not having wearing sweatpants, wearing wearing any sort of um, casual wear is mm-hmm. not normal at this time. At this time, everybody wears pants, um, yeah. and and th- these aren't pants. And then he rolls up his left leg all the way up to his knee, mm-hmm. but only his left leg. So he's walking around with his entire left calf just revealed. Wow. And he's our PE teacher for like, three years. <laughs> was that um, leg the only one with definition or something? I don't even know. Okay. Is he just, I, just wearing show off. the pants for fun? Like one leg up? I think he's genuinely slightly insane. It's a big um, <laughs> one thing I did learn about him is the fact that he... Oh, that's right. I clapped. Sorry. I clapped. So, so, okay. So I forgot you did that too. I yeah. forgot. No, totally. So, okay. So, um, we had clapping competitions. Like who can clap the loudest? Mm. Huh? Yeah. That's an odd thing to do in middle school PE. I, uh, would practice at uh-huh. home and, uh, definitely was winning at the end of it. As you should be. No shot. As you should you were be practicing. What I was. See, this is something I don't like to uh, acknowledge. <laughs> oh, is that shit. I was literally practicing inside of my bedroom. Wow. Pretty much every day to get a louder clap. Hey, <laughs> I mean, practice makes perfect. Practice. It's true what they say. So what's the technique? What do I do uh, to make a la- louder clap? Oh man. So louder claps. See, we can't visualize this for the podcaster, <laughs> for the listeners here. So I'm just gonna have to describe how my hands are. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so we have like, so you have this big meaty paw, right? Uh-huh. So I, I'm talking about like the lower half of your your palm. Gotcha. Now, uh, but not the not the thumb part. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So um, you want to have like, there's a very precise angle. Okay. <laughs> and what you want to do is that with this angle, you're having your your middle finger kind of on your index finger. You're having calibrate your clap at 17 degrees. You're, you're like, <laughs> it's, it's so specific, and there's like a cupping method, uh-huh. and like, long story short, um, you you also create a cup on the other hand, right. so you're doing a double clap, but you're not oh. really. But it's it that's, uh, there standing ovation. That's, that, I'm, I'm not even it. joking. My ears rang a little yeah. bit each time you did that. Yeah. <laughs> so anywho. <laughs> it's probably going to equalize. But yeah. yeah um, that was loud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so you're listening to um, a uh, school record breaking loud clap. Wow. We have a champion right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have any weird teachers? In your past. Oh. Okay. I mean, we all do. Yeah. No. Definitely. Typically, PE teachers. I'll I'll think on this one. Mine weren't PE teachers. I can't. Well, I mean, honestly, I can't remember elementary school at all. But middle school, I can't say I had a weird teacher. I just had a lot of boring teachers. Like in eighth grade, my history teacher. He was also my fifth grade teacher, which was horrifying. (laughs) But he just made learning history so boring. And I love history. Like, I love history a lot. And I really enjoy learning about history, but he just made me hate it. 
it's one of the hardest topics to like make interesting like as a teacher i feel like because so so many people have had boring history classes mm -hmm. and it's like yeah it's it's bad but that was like my only boring history class because the rest mm. of my history classes have been so much fun oh, like my uh ap us history class that i took my junior year best class of my life love that oh. teacher love that class it wow. was so much fun yeah that's that that's cool i mean i've had like all of my teachers like growing up they've definitely been like very involved i would say just because like you know being in small communities and stuff like that um they were definitely like looking out for like each kid um so I, i've had like pretty involved teachers which i'm you know privileged to say mm -hmm. um i guess if, if we're going to talk about weird teachers my forestry teacher he was a loose cannon his his name was mr scurve mr scurve mr scurve this yep. guy sounds like dan the man Ooh, oh we love dan, dan the, the man. man i've heard legends <laughs> he is a legend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh sheesh but yeah scurve but he so yeah forestry teacher he was like a big like you know chainsaw guy he worked in the forestry industry the limber or the the timber timber in industry <laughs> the limber timber <laughs> here's a here's a good joke the limber industry is just cutting down trees while also doing yoga because ah. because you're getting limber <laughs> with it <laughs> thank you guys thank you guys um but yeah no he was just a crazy guy i mean he was always like throwing axes and stuff he was he was like very forward with it with everything like some kid like dropped a jewel in class oh. um and he he fucking like took out like a hammer and started beating it and like he didn't say a word he didn't say a word he he just started like fucking going to town like, that's terrifying yeah that is like genuinely terrifying no, like psychopath behavior he sent a message um, oh my god yeah why would someone Oh my god. <laughs> no, it was it was crazy. Like, you know, you saw this jewel slip out of this kid's pocket. Yeah. Um, you know, no reaction from Scurve. No reaction. He walks to the shop. You know, his classroom is adjacent to the shop. He walks to the shop, comes back, just starts fucking beating the hell out of it. It's wow. scary. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay, that's that's insane. Oh yeah. That's crazy. I don't I don't know if we had that insane. <laughs> interactions we mostly had you know pe teachers with peepholes and stuff like that so oh, oh. that's that's a, <laughs> it's a different type of insane yeah <laughs> yeah um i don't know with jewels uh definitely know for a fact that we had one kid who drank a jewel pod and um oh my god i think they had a stroke oh <laughs> but that's kind of the worst thing Dude, i'm surprised that's not a tiktok challenge at this point uh <laughs> i'm not <laughs> that was bad you got, you got the tide pod challenge i mean i feel like that'd be right in line this kid was ahead of the time i mean <laughs> maybe <laughs> So was this like teacher like in your like younger like childhood like days or is this like a high school teacher? High school teacher. High school teacher. Yep. I think he um he moved to Waldport. Um I I believe it was my sophomore year. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get into your uh childhood a little bit. Just yes. dig oh a little boy. deeper into Drop it on me. Into your your past. All so right. where did where did you like grow up like originally? All right. Um, I grew up in Nehalem, Oregon. Okay. So um, you're from Oregon. Yes. I, I'm from Oregon. Lived in Oregon my whole life. You know, I'm an Oregon Coastie. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, Nehalem, very small town, 280 people. Um, 
I mean, you literally knew everybody. Yeah. Like you could walk down the hill, hill and hang out with your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was it was great. I honestly liked the smaller community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, that's kind of where I grew up until about fifth grade. Okay. Fifth grade, I moved to Waldport. You know, that was just south, um, still on the coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, that that was a pretty big upheaval. But those are that's kind of where I've been um, in my past life. Okay. Yeah. So you grew up in small towns. Yes. How was that like? experience like growing up like your childhood like how would you describe like your childhood um I definitely protected I mean I feel like I I had a very protected childhood um were you a sheltered child yeah I I think I I think I was I mean I yeah there was literally like just not a lot to see or do in my town Mm -hmm. and so it was kind of just like I was on the dictation of my parents like oh like that we're we're gonna hang out with this person today or something like that okay um yeah so was it just like your parents that were like sheltering you or were there like uh, external like forces like was your was your family like religious uh no my family was not religious i wouldn't even say it was my parents um that were sheltering me okay. it was kind of just like you know the the place i was living there was just like not a whole lot to see or do mm-hmm. like i really didn't know like what was going on in the outside world okay yeah. so then if religion wasn't really much a part of your life, then how is it taking any sort of role like when questioning now? Like, because you're now away from home, you're away from this forty-person uh, graduating yes. class high of high school. school. Yeah. So, so now, now you've kind of been around different people. What's that been like? Like, have you been able to navigate that a little? Um. Y- yes. I mean, I, I've been able to navigate it. Um. I think that's more of just like kind of like going into things with an open mind Mm -hmm. like because really i you know i I don't have like a lot of experience with like different religions or perspectives like Mm -hmm. from my town so i mean really like i I just want to learn i guess so that's kind of what's gotten me you know through meeting so many different types of people um i mean i guess as far as like religion i i haven't really like met like a lot of like different religions per se or at least you know our relationships haven't gotten into talking about religion sure yeah but have you been sort of thinking about your personal beliefs Mm. and and where you stand right right i mean um i guess i should rephrase it where do you stand yeah yeah um i don't know (laughs) that's the short answer i don't know but i have been you know thinking about it i mean just kind of like spiritual practices and stuff like not necessarily attached to a religion um because i mean you know religions have a point you know like there's like you know it is adding stuff to your life whether that's like abstaining from you know drugs or something like that or Mm -hmm. you know similar beliefs like there there's positive things to take from religion um and so i mean like spiritually speaking like kind of being like more spiritually i guess versed um like, I, I've definitely been thinking about, like, you know, maybe practicing, like, stuff like that. Maybe it's, like, meditation. My mm-hmm. roommate's very into meditation. He's kind of been, like, you know, a big eye-opener for, you know, this kind of spiritual world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, like, it's it's just different, like, little stuff like that. Like, I've never really considered, like, you know, kind of, like, applying myself to one religion, um, but there definitely is stuff to like pick and choose from, you know, different different ways of life. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. 
I like yeah. that a lot. I I personally, um, when when it comes to religion, I grew up a pretty religious household, not extreme, but um, you know, definitely grew up in a Christian household. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to hear from people who have not grown up in that. Yeah. Um, because I just remember like every Sunday going to church. And now I also remember thinking back about kind of the struggles within religion for myself in how like I had a hard time navigating it because I was starting to question things. Mm -hmm. And when I was questioning things, I was trying to process it. And my parents were allowing me to process it, but they were also sharing their own personal beliefs. Yeah. And I think that that was in some ways really helping me. Mm -hmm. And in other ways, sometimes it was kind of reinforcing some of the beliefs that I had because I wanted to be the, that angsty teenager who, yeah. you know, hmm. I'm not like my parents. So mm -hmm. now I'm in this place where I'm realizing like, oh man, I really fought against that. Mm -hmm. And and I feel like I need to kind of re, re like go over a lot of my personal beliefs mm -hmm. um, when it comes to everything because I think some of my belief in it is uh, constructed mostly based off of spite. Yeah, because right. I feel like when it's coming from like a forced perspective of like parents, it's something that like children tend to like shy away from yes. because it's being so forced onto them. Totally. I think sometimes that stuff ends up just skipping a generation specifically because of that reason. Mm -hmm. Like some kid sees you know, the negative aspects of religion from his parents or is being like over enforced and then completely swears it off and becomes like an atheist or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, maybe his kids see that and then they're like, oh, we, we want to be Christian now. And then it just is like a never ending oscillation. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's one thing to everyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so... I think it's a cool thing. Yeah. Because it's a cool thing just figuring it out and honestly like having it like be your own decision and coming to that conclusion on your own about what your personal beliefs are, mm -hmm. whether it be spiritual or religious. I think it's it's definitely an experience and it's definitely like a journey to like go on to figure out that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's very like it's a monumental like moment. Right. I, I like that word you use journey. Like I, I think like kind of. When you come to, you know, realization like, oh, this is something I want to, you know, prescribe to. Like, I, I want to start getting into this religion. I think that's, you know, a very long process. I think it, it's definitely a journey. It's something you discover is good for yourself um, based off of, you know, certain happenings. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, um, what about Putin? <laughs> hmm. See, I'm just trying to, like, Force this. Just trying to lighten the mood. Putin these nuts in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Damn, he slipped that one in there. <laughs> Going no. To the you said slip. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, okay. He had the opportunity. He went for it. That's a fucking layup. Come on. Now, uh, now, now that we've talked about Putin, um, you know, I think a lot of people are pretty scared of Putin. And what I'm curious about is, uh, what are you scared of? Oh. <laughs> Damn. Victory lap. Praying on their fears. I was scared of dolls. Oh. 
dolls. Dolls were so, so scary to me. That was like hey, my art. biggest thing. I've had reoccurring nightmares about like dolls coming alive and shit. Does it still happen? No, luckily I've kind of gotten past that. Um, you know, but oh, my my dream life is a crazy thing. <laughs> there, There is... My, my my dream life has kind of been crazy. Like, since I was little, I've had this type of reoccurring nightmare, and I call it a tickle dream. A tickle a, dream? A tickle dream. So imagine just being tickled against your will, and you can't stop it. God, that's awful. That is, like, yes. the worst thing yes. ever. And so that that happened, like, when I was little. I'd, I'd get those, like, occasionally. Um, and so, like, I guess this one that kind of stuck in my mind was I walked down into the basement. It's dark at night. And I asked my mom to come with me because I'm scared. And then we walk down to the basement. She gets sucked into a couch cushion. And then some invisible force just kind of lifts me up like in a cross. And my armpits just start getting tickled. And I can't stop it. <gasps> That's a terrifying it's, like image. <laughs> it was bad. So I'm assuming that you don't like getting tickled. <laughs> well, <laughs> here's the thing. I've started, I've started to kind of like um, have like sleep paralysis. Oh no. Oh my god. And and like the the tickling has kind of resurfaced. <gasps> but I figured out it's not really tickling. <laughs> it's <laughs> so then what is it? <laughs> so imagine imagine you had like kind of like one of those like electric electrodes. It's like a pad you put on yourself like yeah. to like stimulate your muscle mm -hmm. or something like that. Like you put it on your arm and then your yeah. arm like does something funny. Yeah. It's like that. But you put it on like certain parts of my body, and so it's not even being tickled. It's just my muscles are kind of like kind of having like a weird spasm. Oh, yeah. You have like spasms like before you go to sleep? No, no. I mean, it's just like sometimes while I'm asleep, like I'll just like start feeling like an uncomfortable like feeling in like one of my muscles or something. Mm. And I guess my little my little little kid mind just thought that was tickling. Wow. Yeah. That is so interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really crazy. That sounds. That, and that also sounds terrifying. Yeah, no, I mean, speak about journeys. I mean, like, that's, yeah, yeah it's, it's, that's weird. one hell of a journey. Yeah, one hell of a yeah. journey. <laughs> so, okay, so cool. So we have, like, oh man, we have tickling uh -huh. for sure. Okay, do you have any other phobias? I'd say, like, in terms of, like, just straight up phobias, um, whatever the one is, like, where you're, like, scared of the ocean. Like that, that phobia. Oh, I know what that one is. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called, Th but I definitely... Thalassophobia? Yeah. Is that it? I think that's what it is. Thalassophobia? Maybe. I have that um, one too. <laughs> <laughs> it's not... Yeah, it's not heavy. No. Like, it's nothing well, crazy, but it's just like, there is a world beneath me I cannot see. Mm. Like, anything could be down there. And so, like, specifically large bodies of water, like, swimming out in the ocean... Like surfing has always kind of like given me like that little like the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, I'm like, what, what's down there? And like one time I got pinched by a crab on my toe. Oh god! And so that that just kind of reinforced that. But yeah, I mean that's that's kind of like the general phobia, I guess, is most on my mind. Mm. I have yeah. the same phobia. So really, okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm scared of like everything. It's not even a joke. Damn. Okay. But, how, how bad is the thalassophobia? Um, I don't like swimming in the ocean. I uh -huh. refuse to go in the ocean. <laughs> simply because I can't if I can't see what's under me I don't want to be there right yeah so I sympathize I sympathize <laughs> <laughs> okay well I mean like with that like is there like some type of like deeper connection like just not being able to like see around you with like that phobia of the ocean of like mm -hmm. just like the unknown 
yeah yeah i i think it, it definitely does tie into that and i don't know if that's specifically you know just based on my perspective or if it's some you know primeval occurrence within you know deep within the brain of all humans mm -hmm. um but yeah just kind of like looking into a space like maybe it's a dark room yeah or maybe it's you know the vast ocean but just kind of seeing something and being unsure mm -hmm. um kind of like you know cosmic horror almost just not knowing what's out there that's totally valid because mm -hmm. same thing it's just like that unknown of like not knowing what's out there right it's like terrifying to think about if you think yeah. about it a lot it's like you get sent to an existential crisis <laughs> yes so then what about like your existence do you do you feel a sort of fear against like that unknown of like what if i don't exist what if what if what if the people around me are all just actors like like what if this is all like a figment of your imagination yeah oh my gosh you, <laughs> this is fucking loaded i didn't know i was gonna be thinking about life that's crazy no but i mean honestly it, it could be a simulation mm -hmm. i don't really care i mean I'm here. I'm feeling good feelings. I'm feeling bad feelings. I'm I'm feeling in general. I mean, uh, that that has to mean something. Yeah. Like, yeah. What gives you matter in this world? Mm. What I makes you care? Yeah. yeah. I think kind of like almost almost making your purpose in spite of the fact that there is no purpose. Kind of like like syphilis pu pushing that um wait is it syphilis oh my gosh oh my god yeah that disease who's that dude that rolls the boulder up a hill sisyphus, sisyphus. holy shit <laughs> syphilis oh, yeah. syphilis <laughs> oh shit speak on that <laughs> oh my god no so like sisyphus that dude that rolls the boulder up the hill yeah um some people think that he's happy because he finds meaning in every single time he rolls that boulder up the hill. Mm -hmm. He finds meaning in every particle of earth that he is rolling the ball upon. And I, I think that's kind of an inspiring, you know, story. It's a good one. Yeah. So it's like with that and like existing, do you feel mm. like you're existing and living? Hmm. I mean... It, it depends like it depends on the definitions like yeah i guess what fundamentally what are you asking like is so it's like existing it's just like you're here you're just kind of going with everything where it's like mm -hmm. you're living you're making this life yours and it is entirely independent to you right yeah i mean yeah i, th I think that's why everybody's here yeah yeah i i, I do think like like yeah, I mean, there everybody kind of has a mission, and you know that's that's created over time. You know, maybe you discover it later in life, um, maybe you know it for your whole life. But yeah, I mean, yeah, just kind of making your life how you want it. Yeah. So then, do you believe that there's such a thing as destiny? And mm. there's got to be some destiny involved. Well, sure. Like there's got to be a little bit of destiny yeah. sprinkled inside there. I mean, I I guess I kind of think that like everybody is like born like there there's kind of like certain subsets there's classes of people like that's kind of what i think mm -hmm. like there you got your mage you got your um your warrior you got your bandit i think there's like subclasses of people that are born mm -hmm. and then it's kind of like if you grow out of that 
then it's like you're starting to kind of like become something that you're not really yeah. destined to be. Um, and may maybe that's a bit of a cynical way to look at it, but I think there are kind of just things that come naturally to people not based on, you know, whether or not they like it, I guess. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, maybe my message is getting a little bit lost. No, yeah. Okay. So I think a lot of what you're saying is like, I guess what you're talking about is the difference between nature versus nurture. Yeah. Mm, right. Right. So then it sounds to me like you believe that nature does take part, but there also is that, that nurture factor. Right, yeah. It's, it's definitely like a, a split. Like you know, based on how you're raised, that 100% like will change or mold like who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, yeah, I don't know if it's like a gene thing or something like that, but there is like kind of, you know, like everybody's inclined a certain way. Like, you know, you, you just have like some feeling, I guess, like from a young age, um, and that's not really explained or something like that. It's it's just like this thing that's just kind of like always in your mind or something like that. Seems like you have something specific there. I don't know. I guess it's more like, do you like feel like there's like something for you that you just mm. haven't figured out yet? Or like, do you have like a set idea? Right. I, I do not have a set idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I do not have a set idea whatsoever. Maybe that um that feeling is kind of like, at least in my case, the weight of expectation, like kind of seeing something and then comparing myself to that thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I, it, honestly, it feels like out of my control. Yeah. You know, and so it's like sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it pushes me. Sometimes it just makes me feel sad. Um, and so, yeah, there's it's just a feeling. It comes and goes. There's nothing you can really do about it. It's something I was born with. May, maybe it developed throughout my childhood, but... Yeah. Do you think you're talented? I think I'm talented at some some stuff, yeah. So then what are you talented at? <laughs> hmm. Let's see here. Come on, struck yourself up. Yeah. Let, let's see here. What what do I got under my belt? I uh Um I I am I'm, I'm liking bouldering a lot. I, I think I'm I'm naturally, you know, gifted with bouldering. Um I've been climbing stuff since I was little, so I think it's carrying over a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and so and to be clear this bouldering is on rocks or <laughs> on indoor rock climbing gym <laughs> cool or on buildings around campus <laughs> fair, very fair. <laughs> no but that that's kind of been like my main sport since getting into college that's something that like i'm very passionate about i i think i'm you know pretty good at it too um and it's something i want to keep doing and keep getting like good at um I am taking a break right now though because my shoulder has been killing me. Yeah. So I'm definitely sitting on that for a little bit. You mentioned to me today mm -hmm. that you also do triathlons. Ooh. Oh, I did. I did. So I I have done um, a triathlon before. Mm -hmm. um, it's my my dad, and my grandpa. They're they're super into like running and stuff like that, specifically triathlons. Mm -hmm. um, and so I actually got the experience to you know, run a triathlon with my dad and my grandpa. So we got three generations of Greenwoods. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, and so we, we all ran a triathlon, um, or I guess did a triathlon because biking and swimming as well. Um, and so that, that was a really good experience. And 
my grandpa actually ended up passing away like three months after that happened. Mm -hmm. So that that was one of like the most cherished memories that I've had um, of my grandpa. And now I ride his bike, that same bike he used in the triathlon. And so I making some good use out of it. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And and I think you mentioned your grandpa passing. I'm sorry, by the way. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank um, you. What has been your experience with loss and mm -hmm. just death, losing yeah. things in general? Yeah. I mean, I guess specifically for my grandpa, um, he lived very far away. Mm -hmm. um, he, he wasn't a huge part of my life. Um, I, I did love him. I, I saw so many traits. I looked up to him like a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess when it came down to it, you know, we, we weren't super close. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, of course it was a terrible experience, um, just because, you know, seeing somebody pass away, that's that, you know, closely connected to you. Mm -hmm. Um, just like family wise, like it, it was really heavy and you know, like I, I think about it sometimes I'd like just text him a question and every once in a while I have that impulse fire off and I'm like, oh, I, I can't do that. Yeah. And so that it's it's a weird feeling kind of dealing with that. That happened a while ago. So feelings have definitely, you know, glazed over a little bit. Processed. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess like if, if we're kind of talking on this, um, if we're on this death train right now, um, one of my... Um, one of the kids in my class, my graduating class in Waldport, um, he actually ended up committing suicide like a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. And I just found out about it today. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And so that, that was really heavy. Um, and so, like, yeah, I mean, I was calling, like, my friends and stuff. And, mm -hmm. like, people were crying. And it was just a very, like... It, it was crazy, just it, like the way it went down, like not getting into details. It was super heavy. It's an emotional whirlwind, and especially with yeah. that, I mean, whether you're like close or not, it's just like that loss. Yes. Just takes over. It really does. And I mean, you know, he, he was one of the kids in my small class. Yeah. So like I, I knew him. You yeah. Know? I knew him. We weren't on like super close terms, but he was just like one of the most bubbly people he he was his laugh was infectious mm -hmm. like just seeing him down the hallway made you happy yeah um and i mean it's it's crazy like whenever people sit like talk about that like oh we never expected them to pass away they were such a happy person like that's that seems to be the big like largest demographic of people who end up committing suicide yeah and i don't think it's a coincidence like there's a lot of stuff people are covering up Mm -hmm. it's hard yeah it's very hard and i don't think it's something you should like discredit like whether or not you guys were close or not because again mm -hmm. that is still like losing someone that you know right and it's really like having that person like it really puts life into perspective and it makes you think like really hard about that yeah i mean just like like seeing it happen so close to you it's mm -hmm. like damn like we're not safe no like we are no longer in our enclosed bubble of we're not invincible safety. little kids anymore yeah, this like, is real life people damn. die yeah reality is fucking hitting hard right now yeah 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 and yeah, that, that was that was pretty sad so i was kind of in my feels for a while yeah i'm sure mm -hmm. absolutely to round off what you just mentioned i think always my favorite question to ask somebody who's who's kind of had someone uh, go away in their life um, is what the, what is their favorite memory 
connected to this person. Mm. So I'm kind of curious. I know maybe you might not be directly connected with them or you might not have a lot of memories, but anything and anything, it'd be nice to hear. Yeah. Um, and can I ask, is, is this about my classmate or my grandpa or both? You get to choose. Okay. All right. Yeah. So for my grandpa, you know, just the fact that it was also the most, you know, recent, um, you know, before his passing, definitely the triathlon. Mm-hmm. Being able to participate in something like that uh, with him was honestly like inspiring as fuck because like he was an old ass dude at the time. And so yeah. it was like, all right, you really just like pulled that off. And he wasn't even last. That's the craziest <laughs> thing. <laughs> it went like n- me, my dad, my uncle. Um, and then I think like I had like a, a cousin or something in there. And then it um or no, the cousin was last, and then, yeah. But, yeah, he, he wasn't last, so it ended up being, like, wow, okay. Like, he put in work. Um, and so that that was definitely, like, inspiring seeing that. I thought it was a great kind of um, hoorah, you know. Yeah. Um, because cancer ended up, you know, getting him quickly after. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was, you know, a pretty epic Viking burial. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that, that was definitely, like, one of the better moments I've had with my grandpa. Um, and for for David, um, I, I think I'd have to think about, you know, memories with David yeah. a little bit. Because um, he, he was always kind of the kid in the class just, like, making, like, you know, dumb remarks. Yeah. And, like, ter- terrible to work with. Like, you'd never get anything done, yeah. but you'd have a great time. <laughs> like, that's the type he of kid he was. He was the staple class clown essentially yes. yeah I, he, he was definitely you know up there and goofballery mm-hmm. um and so yeah i mean david i guess there there wasn't really one specific memory um but i mean just like just kind of his his outbursts in class yeah. his personality his his whimsicalness yeah. it, I, I thought it was something to look up to it's something i want more for myself yeah and i think that's beautiful just like being able like obviously it's coming from like traumatic events but just like Mm -hmm. being able to like look back on these people that you've lost and just like recognizing all that good about them and like the mark that they truly left on this world because Mm -hmm. it's something that we all do right and that we're all going to do yeah and i mean if one way i like to think about it is like that person wouldn't want you like sitting around being sad for them yeah like of course like you should pay your respects and stuff Mm -hmm. but I think when it comes down to it, my grandpa wants me to be out there, you know, being the best man I can. Yeah. And so I think that's, you know, a more productive way to think about loss. Yeah. Like, what would this person want from me? You know, loss is loss is uh, something that everybody will have to deal with and everybody does uh, kind of um, go through the motions of. Mm-hmm. And um, your ability to talk about it is something that I... Uh, really aspire for it's it's something that like a lot of people work up to doing because like i know for me it took me a long time to like even like talk about death because my mom passed away when i was 10 and so that took me like forever to talk about and like be able to talk about without like breaking down into tears and it's like going through that it's been like almost eight years now and it's like i've finally gotten to a point where it's not something that's like so tragic to talk about anymore Mm -hmm. that's I, I'm so sorry. I could not even imagine something like that. Like, and, you know, in my instances of you know, 
seeing death. Mm -hmm. It's never been somebody that's like that close. So you have all of the reason (laughs) to (laughs) cry your eyes out whenever that's like that. That's tough. I mean, yeah, no, it was definitely tough, but it's also it just it made me think a lot about like my own life and who I want to be. Because my mom like totally like inspired me and yeah. she was just like such an amazing person in my life. And it's just like being able to look back on like the beauty of her life and the impact that she made mm-hmm. is something that I want to be able to do. Right. Totally. And so it's like honoring her memory by kind of being the person they would want you to be. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's these weird like moments that come from tragic events. Yeah. Like it's awful that like we've had to experience these things. But it also, I feel like, changes us for the better. Right. It, yeah. It's you, you're kind of like put in this situation of, like, wow, like the rug has been swept out from under me, like, ripped out of you. Yeah. <laughs> fucking torn out of you. Yeah. Just keep one upping the. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're just like in the stage. You don't know like what's out. You don't know what's up. You don't know what's down. Um, and so it's kind of like you're forced to deal with that yeah. and adapt to that and find ways to cope with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really there is a lot to learn through death. And Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here with yes. us today. Dude, thank and you thank guys. thank you for speaking to us because, I mean, we went over a lot of topics and the uh-huh. way you, like, communicate, like, your own, like, words and your own experiences, it's just, like, it's... It's amazing to like hear and it's amazing to like visualize. That that's that's means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, it it really is. Um all right, well, uh I'm Willow. I'm Yihira. I am Mick. And uh I guess I guess this is it. This is it. This has been the Women's Room Podcast, our first official episode with a guest. I was the first episode. You were the first episode with Okay. First you official episode. Yeah. Let's and go. it's very great. I'm happy that wow. you are our first guest. Okay. I was overthinking this. So thank you guys for the praise. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, am I saying the right stuff? <laughs> yeah, no worries. Perfect stuff. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, take care. Goodbye. This podcast was made in affiliation with KBVRFM. Thank you to our KBVRFM podcast director, Megan Vasquez. Our PR manager is Clara Commons. Our general manager is Sierra Colvin. Our executive producer is Yahira Alvarado. Our editor and creative director is Willow Weller. Credits and preface are being read out by me, Heather Sievert. Music was produced by Andy Sloan and Willow Weller. Make sure to check out our Instagram and TikTok at WR underscore pod. This was the Women's Room Podcast. Left.